good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to this week's new episode of the Xbox Lunch Break Special. I'm your host, Mr. Boomstick XL, and ladies and gentlemen, we are opening the show with two pieces of breaking news on top of everything that we're going to talk about. We're going to give you a solid 90-plus minutes of one of the best places to start your Xbox week, and uh, I'm very excited to be here today with this panel of incredible incredible community members that deliver incredible content i I guess the word incredible hashtag is going to be used today uh they they all deliver amazing content they all are quality community members that give back as much as they can and we're here to do it live as they say thank you so much for being here i see there's already my god already 75 people here which is bonkers uh if you are finding the channel for the first time let's say for instance that you know, you heard from a friend of a friend of a friend, I would ask that you consider subscribing to the channel because uh, I am officially a full-time live streamer. I do this five days a week, Monday through Friday, all different shows, all different panels, all amazing opinions. And we'd never use console war rhetoric to sell the brand. Listen, uh, all I can say is check out, check us out. If you are enjoying it, hit the like button, of course, but uh, consider subscribing because we are on the hunt, folks. For 12K, I'd love to do it in the first month of the year. We are just uh, 400 plus subs away, and it would be really, really something else to open up 2023 hitting that 12K mark because we did it last year when we hit 10K live on the air. As a matter of fact, during one of the uh, uh, opening salvo shows for the Iron Lords, very good friends of mine, my brothers. I would even dare say, but let's get into the introductions. Crazy Lou Gaming, you're here. You made it. You were first in line to talk about what we got to talk about. How you feeling? Oh, man, I'm feeling super great. It's, I mean, look at it's going to be a great week. I mean, I feel it. <laughs> it's starting to be a great week, and I'm really excited to go through what we're going to talk about today. Woo-hoo. Yeah, I'm sorry. I I was distracted because Anthony Chipmunk says uh, FTC Starfield should be on the PlayStation 5 for a year. That is all. (laughs) Sorry, folks, that's not happening. And, you know, like uh, the good, uh, the the amazing comic known as Richard Pryor, he would say uh, tough titty. Uh, And I would say buy an Xbox. But you know what? We don't do that here, do we? Uh, We're going to get into someone on the PlayStation side that just kind of put their foot in it, so to speak. To open up the stupidity. I guess you would say this is the stupid comment of the week. And it comes the way of folks. Square Enix. What a surprise. Uh, I, I don't understand why they are. It looks like they're digging their own grave folks. But we're going to get into that momentarily. Again they they, they stepped in it. But you, and we'll, we'll get the opinion of the uh, of the panel and the chat. But uh, Fuzzy Belvedere. Brother how are you feeling? Welcome back. Uh, we were talking in the green room. And all you did is laugh. Because well <laughs> it's just funny. Yeah, it, it it's it almost feels like the Sony of the PS3 era is uh, yeah, sure. some of those employees are over at Square Enix these days. But uh, man, it's it's great to be here with you guys and awesome awesome interview with Cog there, uh, Dave. Definitely yes. check that out Thank this you, morning. Sir. But uh, man, oh man, this week I, uh, per Aaron Greenberg, I, I, I think we're gonna get yeah, into that that story yeah. number two. Yeah, Aaron out there on these the Xbox streets. Dropping some early and hot information. We'll get into that uh, momentarily. Uh, I I already got three of this week's shows lined up. Tuesday's Xbox Factor is going to be incredible. Um, 
we have a special guest uh, joining us that is, uh, he, we, he's, he's known as Mr. Bethesda. Uh, and like I said, I, I, I'm going to, you know, I'll break down who, of course, I'm talking about momentarily. But Web Dave, congratulations on your incredible interview with the ninja himself, my brother from another mother, Lord Cognito head voice over at the iron lords podcast congratulations on that and welcome back bro thank you thank you so much and uh hopefully you'll get a chance to to listen to the interview when you're cleaning the house this week uh because uh he, he, we we spent a few minutes uh um giving you a lot of accolades he, he, I, he I always blush when oh, i hear dude. that because i don't do it for those things the i know you don't i know you don't and that's others. and yeah. that's what makes you you boom that's Thank what you, makes sir. you so awesome uh but no we, we we break a lot of things down from you know from you know how you got things started and how how, how things are going and you know, how the future is going to be for the channel uh yeah. and uh and and he he credits you big time and in loves the support that you gave him and like he said he said you are a brother to him because yeah. he, you guys got him to the like you got their channel to the thousand and um yeah we talk about all that so it's awesome it's, it's, a, it's a really, it's a really I, I will say this i will say this uh if if you ever want to see what bizarro world looks like <laughs> just imagine a world dave mm -hmm. where the iron lords the iron lords yep. struggle to hit a thousand subscribers like are you are you are you serious and look yeah. at them now they're closing on on 15k yeah. well deserved they all work super hard over there uh lordsofgaming.net absolutely one of the pinnacle websites for gaming news it's done by so many people in this community uh i actually just did um i i actually had uh my my uh some of my history posted on an article that's up there now i'll drop it into the chat so you guys can check it out nice uh, they wanted to know when when that 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 gotcha moment for gaming for me was and yeah. it's, it was really well written i was very proud to be a part of it uh but dave good stuff as always and obviously you continue to dominate with who you interview and listen all we can say is congratulations on that but you know let, let's, that. Get, let's you. get into the show let's do so, it uh, now tomorrow 12 p.m eastern standard time we're going to be we're going to have we have a very special guest like i said he's known as mr bethesda if you're not following him you probably should be because he gets it right almost 10 out of 10 times i'm talking about skullzy tv uh, skullzy is a great dude he's been on the show many many times and we have a lot of starfield to get into we're going to be breaking that down today we're going to the big topic is red fool i mean over the weekend folks i'm not sure if you're following uh jez corden or you're following uh clobriel uh there was some big big news on how big Redfall is actually going to be and i think that this game at least in my opinion has moved from oh you know we have an arcane studio game new ip thumbs up to holy f this game is going to be a game of the year contender i'm going to get into that but let's let's get into aaron greenberg's comments now of course aaron greenberg we you know what could you say about the guy other than he's just He's awesome, right? Aaron Greenberg, you know, is one of those uh, Microsoft reps that is constantly reaching out to others. He's constantly doing charitable work, and he's always talking with the community. Again, some of the biggest traits that you see from Xbox in regards to like Phil Spencer and Aaron Greenberg 
and uh, Sarah Bond, they're they're here and they are just people, right? They ha- yes, they have very very great uh, good jobs that pay a lot of money, but they're people at the end of the day, and they let you know that by the way they interact with the community. So of course, Aaron Greenberg, who's always you know talking back and forth, he literally just tweeted just thirty two minutes ago. Um, and uh, this should get everyone in Xbox land excited. He says this should be a fun week, excited for the days to progress. Now, why is this a big deal? Well, last week on the stellar Xbox Two podcast that's run by very good friends of mine and amazing friends of the community, Jez Corden and Randall Thor 19, they put out that uh, we should be hearing something soon, right? Uh, As a matter of fact, Jez Corden himself actually uh, was responding to someone that was a bit frustrated with Xbox. And, you know, they had something, I'm going to paraphrase because I don't want to put, you know, put anyone out there. They were, they had, they said, listen, we're eight days into the new year and it's silence across the board for Xbox. Now I'm going to be honest with you folks. (laughs) We're only eight days at that time into the new year Let's come on. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I understand just I, I'm as just as, as frustrated as everyone here that tunes into the show. I want Xbox to deliver. I want first party. I don't want to make any excuses for them, but it's coming. Well, it turns out that the rumor seems to have a lot of oomph to it. Let's start off with uh, Crazy Lou. Crazy Lou, Aaron Greenberg, he does occasionally get smoke from some people in the community that he doesn't deliver on some of the things that he says. Now, I would disagree with that. I think that he gets out there, and in the past, he's hyped up some things that may not have delivered, but he understands that, you know, when there's when when there's doubt to how big a show is going to be, he comes out and says expectations, right? He, he's been doing that for the last couple of shows. This is a show... That should not have any expectations. This is a show that, folks, pardon me for being vulgar. You got to drop it on the table to show how big it is. I'm sorry. This is this is what we've all been waiting for. Last year was <laughs> last year, right? Yeah, pause. Uh, thanks, uh, Casante. <laughs> pause. Um, you know, they didn't show up to the Game Awards. A lot of people, including myself, were disappointed. We were disappointed. We expected something. We got nothing but uh, an Xbox Game Pass commercial. I get it. Now, if this show turns out to be the showstopper I'm expecting it to be, then it was worth them not being at the Game Awards. But I will say this has to be the last time that you step aside from the Game Awards. Hundreds of millions of people tune in for that show, and it's basically free advertising, so to speak. I mean, technically, it's free. I'm sure they pay to be on there, but you got to if you want to roll with the big boys, you got to get dirty and you got to be in the trenches and you can't skip game awards 2023. I don't want to hear it, but Lou Aaronberg gets out simple tweets this week. This, this should be a fun week. Excited for the days to progress. What does that mean for you? Oof, it means so much stuff. I mean, we could probably get that announcement. We were talking about, you know, how there could be an Xbox showcase tomorrow. I think, yeah. Since we since we did not get anything in the Game Awards, I always said because like a, a month ago, I think it was in December, Paris hinted something. I was like, hmm, will there be a showcase? So 
Oh, now boy, we, got, we got breaking news, Lou. Lou I'm sorry to, <laughs> I'm sorry to do this to you, brother. We got breaking news. It literally, 120 seconds ago, confirmed by Windows Central Gaming on YouTube, exclusive. A new Xbox Developer Direct Showcase format will debut this month, featuring Redfall, Forza, and more. Confirmed, folks. Ooh, so we're I got goosebumps. I got goosebumps, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Confirmed. Here we go. Let's talk oh, about it. We're getting our showcase then. Awesome. That's fantastic. <laughs> also, you know, it could also mean also boom that this week we haven't heard any announcements on the um game awards. I mean, not the game awards, I mean the game pass games. For yes. This month. Yep. We haven't heard anything. No. That could be another hint, too. So we have to wait and see, though. We have to wait and see. It's gonna be an interesting week. Really interesting week. Well, I mean, listen, um, we have all we, we all know, I think everyone that's here all knows that this is going to potentially be one of the best years in Xbox gaming, right? Now, this is going to be, I, I'm expecting it to be polar opposites. 2022 for first party is probably the worst first party showing since, since Xbox, uh, its inception in 2000, right? So 22 years of Xbox last year. Probably the worst. Now, I'm not saying that there were no games to play. I'm saying first party because I, I already, I, you, you heard me talk about Xbox Game Pass. For me, it was a B plus. I think they delivered. Um, but people want first party, right? People want to see the investments come to fruition for all of these studios that Microsoft has purchased. I'm one of them right here. Fuzzy, we got confirmation literally minutes ago that there is, in fact, it's confirmed. There is a, direct, a, a Nintendo Direct-style show happening. Let's talk about it, brother. Aaron Greenberg puts out, you know, a half an hour ago, hey, listen, I'm excited for, you know, for, for this week. Well, now we have it on confirmation. I would imagine that tomorrow morning at probably around 9 a.m., uh, Xbox uh, Wire is going to drop the deets, if you will, yeah. on this new show. Uh, tomorrow we'll be, uh, you know, we have a huge panel. We'll be talking about it as well. What, what are your thoughts on this, man? It's it's awesome. Just just the fact that we kind of heard the buzz about something was coming up this week as far as an announcement and, you know, possibly a show would be, you know, later this month or next month. And and to now get the confirmation on it, it it's like all eyes are you know set to that date and people are setting their alarms and and whatnot. But um, I think the big thing is that with this showcase or this this uh, like a direct uh, style show that they're going to have. This will definitely give us more more insight into like like with the interview that they just had on like Redfall and you know Starfield and I'm pretty sure anything else that's coming up within the next six months as far as stuff going day and date in the Game Pass. This will give a lot of people that that warm fuzzy feeling as far as what they can expect for you know up until E3 type of deal and that that's what we've been asking for ever since they uh, since Aaron Greenberg tweeted after the the uh, uh, the video game awards and stuff. So, yeah, this this is perfect. I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> I'm pretty sure we're going to be doing some sort of live stream that day. Yeah. But uh, man, oh man, I, th this is the good news we've been waiting for. <laughs> I, I am going to say this, folks. And again, I'm not trying to be a, De a Debbie Downer here. Sorry if your name is Debbie. I, I apologize. Uh, I'm just looking at my DMs, and of course, I they're, they're going crazy. Uh, mm -hmm. And Pong Soul, friend of the community, a friend of personal friend of mine. Um, put out uh, uh, 
you know, he, you know, obviously put the window central tweet in there and he writes possibly no Starfield. Um, now from what we are hearing, uh, Microsoft moving forward is going to be doing, uh, game specific directs very similar to what uh, PlayStation does. What very similar to what we've seen Nintendo do. Yep. PlayStation copied it and they did it to great success. And we're seeing that what's going to happen with the, you know, with these, you know, uh, these direct style uh, shows is it's going to be 20 to 30 minutes and it's going to specifically focus on a particular game. Now, this is uh, obviously a, a, a direct style show that's going to have several games that it's going to be shown, some new things from what we're hearing. Uh, if Starfield is not a part of it, I, I'm going to be—I'm straight up tell you right now—I will be disappointed unless I am course corrected by Microsoft and they turn around and say, "Hey, listen, this is an event about these games. A Starfield event will be coming. We'll have more announcements. Uh, we'll have a, a date announcement soon." Then I'll then I'll take a sigh of relief because from what we understand and and, and it's being suggested by many many outlets, Starfield is the is the opening salvo for Microsoft this year somewhere in March. You know, 3-23-23, you know, apparently that's a big date for NASA, right? They do a lot of their a lot of their launches on that specific date coincides with the way uh, Todd Howard likes to do things. So, again, I'm not trying to be a be a downer here, folks. I'm just straight up just being honest. I, 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 I don't want expectations for this show. I, I want you to drop it on the table. Seriously, Xbox. I know you're listening. There, there should be no holding back. You know, you've held back all of 2022. Now it's time to go from go, you know, and punch somebody in the balls. Uh, that, that's. I'm sorry. That's what it has to be. Um, Dave, let's get your opinion on this, brother. Confirmation: the event is happening. It is a direct style. It is a new way for Microsoft to show off the games. Let's talk about it. Sorry about that, <clears throat> but uh, you're right. Uh, it, it is out there. I read. I just read the article. Sorry. <laughs> While we were uh, doing that, and and I, and a lot of people in chat are talking about the same thing you just mentioned that uh, you know, uh, no Starfield, no Starfield, maybe no Starfield. This article by Windows Central, as good as it is, is still just a speculative article until we actually get the announcement. And we will get that announcement tomorrow. Actually, to, yeah, right. Good on. And, yeah. And also, let's take a deep breath. Until the event actually happens. <laughs> Once we get the event. Now, after the event is finished and it's wrapped up, rolling credits on it, and then it's like there's no Starfield or no mention of it, then we can go ape shit ballistic and be like, what's going on? Yeah. Okay. Maybe there maybe there one more thing. Maybe there one more thing will be, oh, by the way, next Tuesday or this Saturday or this Sunday, mm. we're gonna have a one hour or two hour event with Todd Howard in the leather jacket. Coming out saying, you know, because because this game is so big, we wanted to have its own presentation alone. And by the way, it's coming, you know, three X, Y, and Z. Yeah, I agree. Whatever. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So, th so there's, there's there's always that possibility, and and that they didn't. I mean, obviously, Jez is Jez is a great source, and he's mm. got a lot of, of good information, and he's pretty much spot on most of the time. And yeah. usually the only the only things that, that he gets wrong are when things change that are beyond his control yeah. after he's already been, you know, notified or, or or 
found out about it. So, so yeah. So, I mean, look, obviously we're, we're all pumped. We're going to get fired up about this and we're going to talk about it today. I just, I just want, for me at least, I'm going to be like, I'm not going to go ape shit. <laughs> Excuse my language. Sorry. And, and, and until, until we, you know, until we know for sure. I mean, tomorrow we'll have the date of the, when the event is. And he may spill some, some beans about what's expected in the event. He may, he may tease that. We don't know what this uh, official announcement's going to be. And then when the actual presentation does take place, you know, there may be so many great things in that with the tease of the standalone show. Um, and, and, and like, like you said, um, or, or I, th- I think even Abby, um, Jez said that the standalone shows, you know, could be this big presentation to get everybody set up. And then like a week from now, we could get a presentation of yes. the Starfield, And then these other single story presentations that may, that may like, they may come like two weeks or a month before those games get released over the next couple of months. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it's in other yeah. words, to each game is going to give their, not just their, their just due is basically what I would think that they, you know, like what they deserve and the marketing and the, and the accolades and the, and the push that we're all hoping, you know, Microsoft is getting ready to do. I think the new marketing team that's in place um, is, is, um, you know, from, from what I've read and from what I understand that they've marketed some really big projects in the past that are even Super Bowl quality. So this yeah. could, you know, this could be, you know, I mean, I, I know we're all, we've all been burnt. We feel like so many times, you know, especially with this year's last, last year's disappointment that we're so please don't disappoint us again. Please don't disappoint us mm-hmm. again. And, and, and I'm with you. I'm right there with you. If they, if they, if they did, then yeah, we, you know, whoo, gloves are off and like you, you know, I get it, you know, but if they deliver, yeah. Oh, the excitement. The, well, I, the, I'll say this to your to your point, Dave. They yes, are sir. poised to deliver. Yes. Uh, just 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 based yeah. on what we know, uh, Aaron Greenberg has said. He actually said this last year that uh, there are things coming in 2023 that we have they have not shown. They are going to be surprises. I would imagine that some of these things are going to be for the second half. Because, like I said, my biggest if I if I were to have an Xbox criticism, it would be on the fact that they uh, they sometimes forget that they're 12 months in a year, meaning that they'll pick a six-month block, overload it with games, and then the, for six months we're just sitting there like, uh, okay, that was great, but what else? Now, again, I know that might sound like a greedy gamer, but this is what we've been wanting from Xbox. They are poised to deliver uh, a, a, an unbelievable 2023 and I don't think anyone is going to take expectations, uh, you know, temporary expectations. Not, nobody wants that. We, right. we want balls to the wall. Yes. Deliver big time. And that's that's what we expect. Uh, and I believe they're going to do it. Like I said, I'm, I'm not, you know, trying to throw any kind of shade at them at all. Oh, I, no. I'm a fan. Oh. Yeah, oh, I, exactly. I, I want the, yeah, I want the best for uh, just, just like everyone here. Almost 400 people here. You guys want a killer show. This is the first one. You got to swing for the fences. This is the first one of the year. This is yes. this is a momentum setting show potentially that you're going to then, uh, you know, carry on the rest of the year. And I will say this, and again, I know some people are going to get disappointed when you talk about PlayStation or an Xbox show, but you can't argue 
the success that Sony has had when they have taken a game, yep, given us 17 minutes of gameplay footage and had a few little, it makes it like a 20 or 20, 21 minute show. They have done that to great success. Microsoft seems to have uh, understood this, and this is why we're getting this, you know, quote unquote, direct style developer, event. Developer Direct is called. I think they're going to continue with that too, from what I'm seeing, though. Since yes. I already ran through the article, I was like, let me, let me just jump in real quick and just yeah, say, yeah, yeah, yeah jump say. in. Absolutely. Come on. Come on. <laughs> so, yeah, so I read through the article, and it's interesting, though, like what, what Mr. Webb was saying that, you know, they should, they should, you know, later on, probably if Starfield is going to come out later on, they should do like a, a, a developer direct on that, or they should just save it for E3. But I do agree with you, Mr. Boom, that for this first showcase, they got to come in big, they got to come in hot. And one of the things I know is, I mean, when, when we get into the Redfall conversation, because we know later on probably will, um, is that that when they show that, that's actually got is one of the biggest games of this year. I mean, after for what we read, yeah. So doing a showcase about it just to begin with that will be intense and freaking yeah. crazy. And not only that, also if they show more of the games that are coming in Game Pass too, because they got a bunch of games. I mean, there's so many games in Game Pass they can show that too in the first event. That will really get people pumped up, and yeah, and for when Starfield gets close, they should do another their, uh, developers direct and talk about it. So yeah, it's pretty interesting that they are finally taking that into their own hands and finally doing a showcase that we've been asking for for years that they should have done. You know, like once a, a couple, like every single month or two months, do a showcase to get us, you know, all fueled up like for what's coming and i'm happy they're actually doing that that's a good way to market their games finally they took notice on that yeah i i agree i i think i think you're definitely on to something with that um look at the end of the day self-recognition on failure is the way that you you course correct the situation as great as microsoft is on paper because quite frankly everything that they have coming out this year from first party third-party deals, second-party deals, and uh, indies, especially in Game Pass. Um, we're going to get into the the, the the extensive amount of monies that is going to be put into Xbox Game Passes. Like I said, it's, it's ridiculous how much uh, they're, they're, they're giving for you $15 a, a month. Uh, on paper, it's fantastic. You know, but you know, you know what they say about paper tigers, right? They, they don't really, they, re they really have no, no, no bite. So they have to deliver. Uh, and I know, and I have a strong suspicion that they are. Uh, I'm very excited for 2023. Uh, I'm very excited that we finally have some information that uh, that a show is coming. I do love the idea of a direct style. I think that you will better showcase your games if you have once a month or once every ninety, uh, you know, every, every you know, forty five days, you get a, something new with a game that's coming out because a game like Starfield deserves its own show a game like redfall deserves a big show a game like forza motorsport we, we these the it cannot be a three-minute explanation we, we need to see gameplay okay we need release dates these these things are incredibly important and people are tired of waiting i'm tired of waiting and i think they're going to deliver but look at the end of the day folks uh 400 people here 28 minutes in, already started the show with breaking news. But you know what, um, Boom? I, yes, sir. I, I, I don't even interrupt you, but what you're, you what you what you just expressed, mm -hmm. um, your kind of 
frustration and and the they have to nail this i mean it's all justified it's yep. all something that is uh i mean you're spot on that you know and and like you know you've gone to bat we've all gone to bat for this company uh and this product that we love to be honest you know and that we stand behind and we feel like you know sometimes they you know it's like why do you why do you why did you do that why did you shoot yourself in the foot when you have such a great momentum but I, you know, I'm I'm hoping and I'm praying, and we all suspect that this is where it's going to be the turning point. That this is going to be the start of the amazing year for Xbox. But I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I just no, no, no. But, but you're, I'm, you're I'm, on I'm, it. You're no, I'm I'm, it. I'm happy that you did because that does make a lot of sense. And and again, folks, we we, we don't we don't hate a rate here, right? Uh, when we have a we have an opinion, we put it out there, and we do it in a way that is I think is fair. I I, th- I think the best thing we can say is that it's fair. Um, I'm not saying that Microsoft uh, is 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 limping into 2023, but their 2022 showing wasn't great, uh, and a lot of people were disappointed with it. And again, if this is the first opening salvo for Xbox, its community, and what is expected in this in 2023, you you got to come to the table ready to rock and roll. Like honestly, there there cannot be. Uh, you know, expectations. You, I, I, there should be no flags put up except be here on this date. We're going to blow your mind. That's it. That's how it should be. That's how it needs to be. Now, what you do afterwards in regards to these singular shows, you know, 13 to 15 to 17 minutes of gameplay, you get a release date and you're ready to rock and roll. Th- that I agree with. I think that each one of these games uh, and your partnered games that are going to be that are either in game pass or exclusive to the console, even if it's timed, they need to have their time to shine. They absolutely do. And, and then you, then you, you know, you have this amazing first six months and then we go into E3 hyped out of our mind. Cause now we're going to see what the next 12 months looks like, including the second half of 2023. And this is the momentum that they were, that they, they need. And I'm sure they were hoping for, and again, you know, I, I said my criticism last year about the 12 months thing. I thought it was very corporate speak. Uh, and I did. I wasn't a fan of it, to be honest with you. But I understand. I, un, I understood why it had to be done. Right. Like they had to kind of start the roadmap uh, and give us, you know, hey, this is what the next 12 months looks like. And now they can do that in succession each and every year moving forward. And because of what is coming there will be a ton of oomph behind the announcements. That's that's ultimately what we're looking for. Um, but listen, let me catch up with some of the super chats. Been quite a few of them. Uh, Drawn TJ drops a very first super chat of the day of two dollars. He says, "Hi guys, Forza Motorsport better have 2022 cars." I would imagine so. I I, I don't doubt that. Elementopo, good friend, channel member for six months. He said, drops a five dollars super chat and says, "The best thing so far about this showcase is the games they mentioned." Are from the ground up next generation titles finally. Yep, I absolutely agree with that. Uh, Danny Passion Official drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, Now that they have a showcase coming this month, it's okay that they didn't show anything at the Game Awards. And yes, you see that? I agree. And I kind of I kind of felt that way. I mean, again, there's something to be said about not showing up to the biggest game show. That's most viewed by anyone and everyone 
there's there's something there's something to be said about that. Now I I get it. They have a show coming out, but next year, folks. Sorry, don't want to be like again. Don't want to be that kind of a you know a complainer. There could be no not showing up to the game awards. I don't care if you only show one game, but you gotta show something. You gotta you gotta show up because when you don't. Keeley will overload the show with Sony because that's what he does. And if you're not going to put up a fight, you're going to lose every time. You got to show your fangs. If Microsoft has as much in the in the uh, as many bullets in the chamber as I think that they do, give us a killer 2023, give us a monster E3 and then finish off the year with some big bombs, you can't get a better year than that. I'm just saying. So, again, not to be a complainer, but as a fan who wants the brand to win, who has been a fan of this brand since its inception, I'm just asking for better. And I believe they are going to deliver. But I do want to move on to the stupidity that is Square Enix. Uh, Folks, if you thought they couldn't get any more dumb, if you thought that they couldn't, be, it couldn't just be saying, hey, listen, we just want to pack it up. I I, I don't understand the moves of Square Enix. Um, one of the producers, uh, his name is Yoshi P. On rumors, he tweet, uh, this was this was put out there as an interview done regarding the rumors, folks, of Final Fantasy 16 coming to PC. Now, we know it's permanently... A PlayStation 5 exclusive. That's fine. I like I said, I I, I am done. I, I canceled my pre-orders of of um uh, Octopath Traveler 2. I'm gonna buy it, but I'm gonna buy it used. So I'm not giving Square Enix any money. I'm gonna go to GameStop a, a month or so after it's out, and I'm gonna buy it because I did like Octopath Traveler, but I'm not giving them any more of my money. I'm going to buy everything. Uh, one one or two things that I buy from Square is gonna be used. I'm I'm not giving them any of my money. I'm uh, just not. Uh, I know that big deal. Boom doesn't buy two games. Ooh, they're going out of business. No, but it, for me personally, I'm not going to support a company that doesn't support me. Well, what am I talking about, folks? Okay, now I'm not a PC guy. You know that. I'm, I'm, I'm a console guy. I have a PC, but it's simply just to do the shows. Yoshi P on the rumors of a Final Fantasy 16 PC version. And he says this, folks, and I quote, nobody said a word about a PC version releasing why is it like a PC version is releasing six months later? Now, obviously, I'm reading verbatim, but there's a trans. You know, obviously, he speaks Japanese, so the translation it doesn't really equate to what he's trying to say. He says this. He continues. Don't worry about that. Buy a PS5. Laughs. Sorry, I went overboard. We did our best, so please look forward to it. LOL. Um, okay. <laughs> I have a lot of problems with this. Um, because the last time I heard buy a PlayStation something, that was a PS3 era, and Sony took a dump for the first half of that generation. Now, again, Final Fantasy 16, I don't think is going to sell that well. I just don't. It, it, it's 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 going to sell a, a, a million and a half copies, and it's gonna it's gonna underperform for Square. Uh, Fuzzy, I, I want to go to you first on this, brother. Um, mm-hmm. We were talking in the green room. This this is more stupidity <laughs> from Square Enix that just baffles my mind. Like this company is 
is is is rolling down the highway with three flats, and they're 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 a a, 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 a tire pop away from literally riding on rims. Like I I don't understand how they continue to position themselves as this a hole of the gaming industry and expect that people are going to support them. You know, we all know that your company is dying because you said so. They told us we can't make AAA games anymore. We have to partner with people. They are they have got, they got rid of um uh, some some of their American studios mm-hmm. to make room when it seemed like they were going to be purchased by Sony, which I still think they are. But I, I said this before, jokingly, and I really mean it. I don't even know if Sony wants them. I don't even know if Square <laughs> wants Square at this point. The yeah, way that like they're behaving right now. <laughs> yeah, talk, talk about this ridiculous comment, please. <laughs> I mean, it, it feels like they're almost in like a time warp or a time bubble of some sort. Like they must still think the uh, the PS3 is is just launching or something. Like, oh, get a second job type of deal. No, just buy a PS5 to, to play this game. It's like okay. You you just like weeks ago said, you know, the Japanese market and your current consumer base isn't enough. Kind of like what Sony was saying, you know, they want to, you know, expand on to PC to, you know, get more or garner more sales because I think they've kind of reached their cap as far as the, the console base. But Square is like either they're they're hearing these messages and not understanding or it's like they're completely misinterpreting them. And it's like, oh, but what about a PC version? No, just buy a PS5. <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, sure, I guess that's a way to appease, you know, Sony, since it seems like you're cutting off your nose despite your face kind mm-hmm. of thing to, to be part of uh, PlayStation. But it's like, I, I think it's going to rub the customer base that they're still trying to appeal to, at least some of them, a little bit the wrong way. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I just don't understand. You would think for a company that's all about trying to get into the blockchain with NFTs and stuff, they would be all about money and how to you know, continuously bring in revenue from selling games. But as opposed to that, they're going to kind of get into the console war stuff and be like, oh, just buy the PS5. And, you know, I, I, I don't know. It, I, I guess. Doesn't they, it leave a sour taste on your tongue if you're a fan of their stuff? Yeah, I mean, I, I I don't think they get it. It's it, like for me, once they got rid of um, uh, what do you call it, Crystal Dynamics. It's like the main thing that I was giving Idols them money Montreal for. Too. Yeah, yeah. I I, I I'm not going to give them any more of my money because they got rid of the part that I was probably giving them the most money for. Uh, I I don't know. It, it, they it, it's almost like if if there was a a, a book for idiots or, or something and and it's like how to sink your company in three easy steps it's like they, they must have been following that artesian brand computer oh guy my God, business where like in 24 hours he was like and there's the re-roll yeah they they're there like oh hold my beer Let, let's see how fast we can sink this ship type of thing oh my god I, 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 I got a question though is final fantasy actually a title that say hey let me go get a ps5 because of final fantasy well i'll say this yes look look I, yeah i i look eh. i'll say this uh, to answer i'll get everyone's opinion that's a great question uh i'm not a hater i i, I love final fantasy 7 i i got the collector's edition i'm mm-hmm. buying part two when it releases um i did not like final fantasy 15 
at all. I loathed it. And I bought the most expensive edition. Now, I'm not going to lie, folks. Final Fantasy 16 looks like it has diverted away from that horrible style of boy band in a car. Let's drive and find some shit to fight mm-hmm. to actual straight up action RPG stuff. It looks great. Mm-hmm. I'm I am not going to lie. But I I can't I can't support the I can't support Square Enix with the way that they're behaving. Yeah. They they I I I am not going to be a part of the problem if Final Fantasy 16 is this revelation that that you know somehow or another I start to get FOMO and I'm like oh my god I got I got to play Final Fantasy it's like seven I'm excited I I'll do what I'm supposed to do and not give Square Enix a dime I will go buy it used from GameSpot or GameStop or or or, or get it on eBay secondhand uh, that that's what that's how I will support me by not supporting Square Enix I'm not giving them any money and real quick. We can cool our jets. Jez Corden tweeted one minute, 60 seconds ago. And he says, exclusive. Xbox will host a new developer direct show format this month featuring ZeniMax titles with an S, Mm -hmm. Forza and more, which suggests that we could, in fact, get some Starfield, which I would imagine is going to be there. So they said ZeniMax titles, right? Yeah, two titles coming from Zenimax. Hmm. Uh, obviously, Redfall and obviously Starfield. So there you go. Um, or, could, or could they be announcing new games from Zenimax though? Hmm. That could very well be possibly yeah. too. Yeah, could very <laughs> no. well be. Um, but you know, listen, it, it is what it is. Let me let me see. Let me make sure I'm just I'm not missing any super chats here. Uh, we actually, yeah, we actually two of them popped in here. Wow, there's a couple of them. Let me grab them and we'll grab Dave's opinion on this, and then we will get to Crazy Lou Gaming. Danny Passion Official drops um, a super chat, a $2 super chat, additional $2 super chat. and says, business strategy always changes. Indeed, it does. I absolutely agree. We also have another super chat from uh, Games Gamers Play Hud Zero, who's been a channel member for one year. Thank you so much for that, brother. He says, uh, this after dropping a $5 super chat, uh, Square Enix is probably under NDA for purchase of company nfts are a sign of desperation and playstation contracts excluding xbox is hurting them yeah you know what there, there was a story that was done you know take it for what it's worth i believe it was a a playstation um uh centric uh website that said that uh these uh um these exclusive deals is 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 basically uh, painting uh uh so sony into uh you know square into a corner um, and, and, and I mean, come on, it's, it's obvious, right? I mean, like, how well did Octopath Traveler do um, when it launched on the Series X and right into Game Pass? Even in the game, even in Xbox Game Pass, folks, people bought it. I bought it because I already I already had it for the Switch. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm getting this. And I bought it. I bought it because, yeah, I didn't have to. I didn't have to buy it because it was in Game Pass, but it left. So now it doesn't bother me because well, I own the copy and I saved 10 percent. Right. I don't understand their moves. Crazy, let's get your opinion on this. This this is more um, head scratching when you look at it from a consumer's point of view. You all, you know, I mean, I don't know. It, it, the more people you sell your wares to, the better chance you have of making a lot of money. And I'm sorry to say, yes, yes, Sony has sold through 30 million PlayStation Fives, and that is awesome. Take nothing away from how important that number is for Sony. 
-hmm. But Square Enix, their titles are niche. They are considered a niche genre. And yes, if you sell 2 million copies of said genre title to your 30 million subscribe uh, uh, console sold, that, that's not a good ratio. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on that, dude? Just the way they said it, just the way they went out there just to say, like, hey, buy a PS5. That's just that 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 really is disappointing. Because you know, you're trying to get people to to, to go after your game and, and you know, to people go out there, you know, and say, Hey, I want to get Final Fantasy, let me do this, you know, all that stuff. But you tell everybody, hey, what are you, in order to play, you gotta get a PS5. That is just wrong. That is just super wrong. You know, that that's the only way people can, can get over your title. Okay, I get it. But it shouldn't come out from you. That should come out from Sony, not from you, though, because you're trying to get, you know, trying to get people to come and buy your game. Not only that, I mean, like I asked the question before because I was looking at how much Final Fantasy VII remake sold. Final Fantasy VII remake sold in total 3.5 million copies. Yeah. Which, I mean, seriously, is not a lot. I think I thought it would have been sold more because Final Fantasy VII is actually one of the most popular Final Fantasy games out there, and it did not sell well. 3.5 million is not it's not a good number for that game. I, I, I thought it was going to be in the 7 million or 10 no, million. Yeah, not, not, not even at 5 million. And, and, and again, no, folks, look, no. here's the thing. I'm a numbers guy. You, you don't agree with my opinion, Lou? I, I get it. Opinions are like a-holes. Guess what? Everyone has one, right? Mm-hmm. But you can't argue facts. You can't argue numbers. And I'm just saying... That if you want to look at history, and usually history, we've we've heard this many times, history repeats itself, right? What happened when MLB The Show came to Xbox Game Pass, right? It actually (laughs) sold more More. on Mm -hmm. Xbox than it did on its home console of of, of PlayStation. And the reason why I say that is take, for instance, Final Fantasy VII. If you haven't played it I enc- and you're a fan of it and you have a PlayStation, I encourage you to play it. It's freaking gorgeous. It is everything that I could have wanted. Final Fantasy VII is one of my top PlayStation games of all time. I beat it in Japanese when it first came out and I imported it and I beat it using FAQs and I beat it again when it came to America. That's how much I loved it. Um, 3.5 million units of that sold so you say to yourself well 3.53 million that's that's a lot of that's a lot of copies but is it when there are 118 million ps4s and 30 million playstation 5s think about that for a second folks that's near 140 plus million consoles between a ps4 and a ps5 and only 3.5 million copies of one of the best remakes in, in in my opinion, think about it. I mean, that's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. And Square Enix doesn't understand why their company is failing. It, it, it's it's it, it's just it's dumb. And then you see stories like this where they tell you to go buy a PlayStation Five. Oh, I was joking. <laughs> oh I, I don't know. I don't know, Dave. Let's get your opinion on this. Stupid. You're you're our numbers guy. You know you know business pretty well. Is this the, is this is this a blueprint on how to tank your company? <laughs> well, and taking a step back from his comments, uh, and and plus too, they were translated, and sometimes the sarcasm 
uh, can uh, be interpreted uh, poorly is, is what I would say. In other words, you know, he, but the way it came across from the translation, it was almost like he was uh, um, not belittling, but, uh, but like dismissing uh, PC players and their concerns on, on yeah. the game or their expectation for the game coming to that uh, format. Um, they are going to put that on PC eventually. That is, that is, there is no doubt in my mind that, that game is not coming to PC because that's where they're going to make the bulk of their money is off of PC sales. They are trying to focus on the PlayStation 5 first because they, they don't want people to wait. Well, I'll just wait and get it on PC. They don't want you to wait. They want you to buy that now. And then they'll talk about the other maybe six months, maybe a year from now when it's like, Oh hey, guess what's coming to guess what's coming to PC? Then then they'll 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 hit you up for that. But I mean his his from a financial standpoint is if he's like, you know, hey, and it's coming to PC soon, then that's gonna hurt the sales that's gonna happen on the PlayStation 5. Clearly that would hurt them on those sales if people are already like, you know, hey, I'll just wait for it on PC if I know it's coming on PC. We know it's coming to PC. They just don't want to talk about it. They don't want to emphasize that at this point. And they may not be sure. It probably depends on the sales of the PlayStation 5 of that game as to when they're going to release it to PC. If sales are lackluster and not as good as they need them to be, then the PC version gets dropped sooner, gets pushed out the door a lot faster. I guarantee they were both made side by side, same time, right on par with each other ready to go if they wanted to do a day and date they could do that square would do that but as far as the financial side of it it makes more sense for them to put the focus on the playstation because they know it's coming there first and that's probably with also within the exclusivity rights that they you know that it comes out on their system first that it never comes out on xbox and that the pc will be available at a later date that's that's my take on it. That's the way I would think that he's yeah. representing it. But but you're everybody's point. Yeah, it kind of pissed me off the way it came across because it, it seemed very smug and very yes, much like, very you know, smug indeed. Yeah, uh, very so, bullish. But, you yeah, would, one exactly. would even suggest exactly. Yeah. But I'm, no, like, I'm not defending them. But you know what I'm saying? It, it just I, I I just don't think that he necessarily meant to be as harsh as he was. You know, because because the guy's he's been around for a long time and he's very very good at what he does, but though those doesn't necessarily mean they're very good at communicating those when it comes to the media. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, you, you, one could suggest that it's a translation. Uh, you know, obviously the the, the 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 saying "lost in translation" could very well be that the way he meant it was joking, and the way it was it was it was printed, it was different. Uh, you know, obviously that's fine. Um, but look, they've been saying stupid things. They continue to say dumb things. Sorry. Uh, and I know that there's a, there's a conversation in the chat. Uh, sh- first of all, shout out to, a, uh, uh, boss mod the Papa. Obviously, if you, if you are a, a member of, uh, of the show, if you are someone that comes frequently to the, uh, to the channel, you know, that this is one of the, the best chats in the business we have almost four over 525 people here the reason why people come back here the reason why it's a great place to hang out is because of lethal and several of the mods that i have here 
He walks quietly and carries a really big band stick. And if you're an a-hole, he gives you a chance. And if you continue to be an a-hole, he gets rid of you. And that's why we have such a great... So shout out to, 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 to Lito Papa for, for being here uh, and doing as much as he does. Um, but I, 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 I'm, I'm looking at the chat, and I know uh, that there is a, there's a number floating around about how many copies of Final Fantasy... Uh, uh, tra- Thai guy Travis, uh, you know, I, I, he's, he's been on the show before. Very stra- straightforward fellow. Uh, someone had mentioned that he said um, that uh, Final Fantasy is not niche, that it sold 15 million copies, uh, Final Fantasy 15. I'm here to tell you that that is, not, that is incorrect. Uh, I have the stats right in front of me, folks. And I'll break it down for you so you know we're not full of it. Uh, I got this information from Statista.com. Lifetime sales units generated by Final Fantasy 15 worldwide as of May of 2022. Now, from May to where we are now, I don't think that 5 million sold. And here's why. Uh, November 16 on launch day sold 5 million copies, which is great. It moved up to 7 million, uh, up to 6 million copies on January of 2017, moved past 7.7 million copies of June of 2018. Uh, saw a, a little bit of a bump to 8.1 million copies sold September of 2018. And as of May 2022, it has surpassed 10 million copies. Now, why is this a conversation, right? Why, why am I talking about this? Because it was released both on the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4. That's why it sold as many as it did. When you completely remove a platform that has millions and millions of players out of the conversation, that's what happens to Final Fantasy VII Remake. You sell 3.5 million copies. So, again, Square Enix, I know that they had to make a deal with the devil, i.e. Sony or SIE proper, but this is why your company is tanking. And having people in in your development team of a game that's highly sought after by the people that enjoy Final Fantasy and saying dumb things like that, Make people like me say, well, I'm not giving you my money. And I will buy your game, but I will buy it you so you don't get a dime. Um, and maybe that's being childish. If you think so, okay, you know, that's fine. Um, and what I will do is I will uh, make a, I, I will copy and paste this, this uh, sysista.com and drop it into the show notes so you don't think I'm full of it. Just in case there is someone out there that says, oh, I don't know, boom, those numbers don't sound right to me. You can go look for yourself. I'll drop yeah. that. I'll put that literally in the show notes when we're done with the show. Uh, and it'll be one of the things that you could find under uh, videos and uh, and uh, articles used for the show. Hey, Bill, um, can I add one thing to that? Sure, Pio, please. Jump, so, jump on in. so one of the things that, that a lot of people are like, you know, well, you know, well, that doesn't make sense. Why would why would Square do that then? Why, why would they just have it on that certain platform? Uh, two reasons. One is Sony does pay for the exclusive rights so they do get a good chunk of money nowhere near as much as they could have made if they would also sold it on xbox and other formats but sony with their um dominance in the industry um tends to twist their arm a lot in in the fact that and at one time they used to actually and i'm not sure if they still do but at one time sega excuse me sega sony uh, own 10% of Square Enix uh, as a company. Now, it's not a leveraging share, but that gets them in the boardroom and gets them in a lot of conversations that they normally wouldn't be privy to. Um, so those are those are definitely things to consider. 
And that's why, you know, some people are saying, well, they're hurting. Well, they, they put themselves in this position. But then maybe Sony has helped put them in the position so that they can buy them out easier and get them for a lesser price as part of Sony. I mean, there's probably I mean, it a makes big picture. It makes perfect sense, dude. So just a, just a food for thought for people as to, as to why they would uh, acquiesce to this. It's because they're being forced to. I guess. Okay. I mean, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Uh, but look, at the end of the day, uh, FYI, folks, uh, this show is going to run a little longer because obviously we had two breaking news situations and we haven't even covered why you're here. We're, we're going to talk about Redfall. But I, I, I do have to give credit where credit is due. Let, 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 let me pull up the information just so we're all on the same page here. Uh, I dropped it into the DM. I thought it was uh, very, very well done, very well thought out. And something that, uh, let's see. Okay, look, I'll get, who's, I'll, I'll get who sent it. I'll read verbatim. Um, it, a, a post was put out the other day from a, a Xbox-centric uh, community member. Um, and uh, he had put into the, uh, he put out this tweet, and he had put all the titles that are coming this year in, into Xbox Game Pass. Um, and... The amount of games times the amount of money that's coming into the service just this year and just what we know is coming equates to $4,400 worth of games into the service. That's not counting what is already there. Um, I'm going to find it. I know I, ha- I know I sent it to myself, which I normally do. Uh, I'll go first to Dave on this. Dave, look, again... I know people make fun of me when I bring re- real life situations like rent and utilities and hashtag cream cheese right into the conversation. <laughs> but you know, I, we all laugh, but it's it is it is getting more expensive. It is to fill your refrigerator. It is getting more expensive to fill your tank of gas. It is getting more expensive to live in the home or the apartment that you live in. Okay, the United States has seen the highest amount of increase versus your your, your dollars and what you're, where you're working is not increasing along with it than we've in probably a hundred years. It, I've never seen anything like it. I, I'm waiting for the official uh, name of for, for someone to say from government say that they were officially in a recession uh, because it's a it's a problem. But when you have Xbox Game Pass putting this kind of value into its subscription service, all you can do is thank, thank, uh, you know, thank um, the gaming gods that Xbox Game Pass exists. Dave, $4,400 worth of games of what we know is coming into Xbox Game Pass in 2023. Let's talk about value proposition. Yeah, it's um, there is absolutely no way you can say that you're not getting a quote unquote good deal <laughs> by by uh, by not getting into uh, the Game Pass. Game Pass is the best deal in gaming, and we know from Phil that it is profitable for Microsoft. So they're not throwing money at this just to Thank try you, Fuzzy. I got become, it in front of me. Become market leaders type thing. They clearly, clearly know what they're doing. And 
you know, as of right now, they, they only say that they have, you know, over a hundred games in game pass. We know they have almost 500 games available yeah. right now, but the reason that they, they only say hundred games is because they want to be able to maybe let some of the older titles go, bring right. the, bring the overall amount of games down because that's going to make way for the bigger titles that they're bringing in the first party, the day and date releases because it's a, it's a it's a money game it is absolutely a financially you know based they have to make it worth it work for them and then work for us and by bringing in the bigger titles they're going to get more people in well when you have more people wanting your service right now they're roughly at 30 000, 30 million excuse me um you know if they get to the 50 million by the end of the year which we, we project they probably will and on their way to 100 million um soon then those kind of numbers are going to mean that they're, you know, they're paying out more money, but yet their profitability has gone up that much to where they're able to bring in more games to get more people in the system to make it bigger and bigger and bigger. And the fact that these, you know, these, and the thing is all of these games that you talked about, they may not be for you or games that you may, I would never have tried that before. And now you have the opportunity. Well, it's in Game Pass. Let's try it out. How many times have any of us thought or heard of a game that somebody else is playing? You know what? I'll try it. And then, you know, a week or a month later, we're like, I can't quit playing that game. You know, and for for me, it was the uh, it was the um, um, the Dracula game, the vampires. vampires. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, survivors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Empire Survivors, um, one yeah. of the best games of 2022. <laughs> and it's like, and but. But if it wasn't in Game Pass, I honestly I never would have tried it because I'm like, eh, you know, it's like, oh, it's busy screen. But then now that I'm playing it, now that I'm into it, now that I'm going through it, I'm like, yeah, big massive, let's go, let's go. The bigger mm-hmm. the crowd, the bigger, you know, you know. So I, I get it, <laughs> I get it. But the only way I would have played it is it was because it was in Game Pass. And Game Pass, the 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 amount of of money that it generates uh, for Microsoft um, is overwhelming. And and they're talking about that even with like Square we talked about earlier, you know, they brought in their their game. They were kind of uh, when they first came out um, with the um, shooting game. Oh, my my brain is gone today. Um, I can't even think of the name. And Life. No, no, no. Oh. The the, uh, the Square Enix game when it first came out. Oh, oh yeah, uh, the one is like Destiny. Um, bloody hell, uh, Outriders. 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 Yes. God, thank you. <laughs> uh, I just sorry, guys. I just drew a big blank. Sometimes you got a million things in your head that, that, that happens. But yeah, but yeah. So so yeah. So so out. Thank you, everybody in the chat. Like Outriders, Outriders. Yes, thank you so much. But yeah, but that point with that that game because it was put into Game Pass, that gave them a base of being people being able to play because it's a multiplayer game and it would not have gotten as it did. And, and there's some, as Spider-Man says, it didn't, he didn't like the game. Well, that's cool. I actually love the game and it's a great game, but it's not for everybody. And you know, what's good about game pass is if you don't like it, you don't have to play it, play something else because not every game, game pass, is for every gamer, Dave. Exactly. Exactly. Facts. Some yeah. people don't really get that, but that's okay. That's all right. But to me, I thought it was a great game worth playing and I still play it occasionally with my friends. So 
but yeah, the the um, I probably got a way off track here. Sorry, dude. <laughs> but no, but right, uh, the whole point it. is that is that Game Pass is a great value uh, because because of the money they make. It's you know it's good for you because it's not. Um, I mean, I'm not made of money either. I'm 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 comfortable, <clears throat> but by me being able to 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 save some money on some of the games then I'm able to either buy other things or gift games to other yes. friends. Yep. Things that I normally necessarily wouldn't do or wouldn't be able to do. And and, and the day that Game Pass family officially comes to the to the US and those markets, oh man, floodgates are open. I'm getting I'm getting that big time and gonna, you know, and they're gonna get at least three or four more um, new members that aren't in, currently in Game Pass because of the family plan and me paying for it and getting my, the rest of my family involved. So it's uh, I'm looking forward to it. It's exciting and um, it is definitely a value. And other people that don't see the value in it, then don't worry about it because it's not for you. Doesn't hurt developers. Most developers, in fact, I've I've heard nothing but good things from developers say that they'll make more money and more sales because of Game Pass. Than, 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 than not. So it's it, it helps. I mean, how many times have we heard that though? I yeah. mean, we've we've heard that quite often. Where uh, you get a developer. I mean, look, I, I I don't remember the name of the the game. It was known as the Rainbow Game. Remember that that came out in Game Pass. Yeah. And uh, and it exploded. Like it exploded. The developer was tweeting crying how excited they were and, th- and thanking. They had I think it, on on the first day it was over a hundred thousand downloads for a game that they didn't expect to sell 10,000 copies, right? So, of course, it moved the developers to tears because it was an indie project. See, that that's what you get with Xbox Game Pass. And, and, I, and I, I love to see those stories. Everyone thrives on this service, whether you're um, a game developed by one dude like Vampire Survivors or a AAA monster like Asobo Studios, uh, and and the rat game. Uh, the, I, I draw a blank on what it is. Uh, um, uh, we are not bad a thousand yeah, yes. Plague's Tale. Uh, Plague's Tale. Plague's Tale, yeah. Plague's Tale too. <laughs> Jesus Christmas. You know, I'm getting old, folks. I'm sorry. It's just, it's, you know, there's a lot going on in my brain. But yeah, a Plague's Tale 2 is a AAA bomb that launched into the service to great success, right? So there you go. Um, let me catch up with some of the super chats. Uh, shout out to Happy Face One One Three, Dave. He wants to know: Do you have a channel he would like to subscribe to? It slash podcast. So drop your link into the chat, folks, and let's get that uh, get, get you one sub live on the air. Uh, shout out to that. Um, uh, let, let's get to the, the two super chats. Uh, Highlander Double O One drops a very generous. $5 super chances afternoon boom according to sales figures Elden Ring sold better on the Xbox Series S and X than the PlayStation 5 version in England what does that tell you well that tells me that the tide is turning especially when you consider that let's call a spade a spade folks the dominant force in um in gaming in that region of the world is PlayStation they uh, they they dominate the conversation over there and it's pretty interesting um, that you start to see a shift, a, a momentum swing, if you will, towards uh, again this 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 generation. I know I know that Sony announced 30, 30 million PS fives sold, and that's that's tremendous. That's that's congratulations to the the people over there because that, that's a big deal at this stage, two years into 
the you know, two two years, a couple of months. That's 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 a big deal, um, and it's expected because well, PlayStation is number one in the world, right there. That they're, they're top selling console. They're the market leader. You would expect it, but it's. I think it's like, like a lot of people have suggested. It's it's close right now. I think that they're going to see some uh, some drawback in their lead when it comes to m- when Microsoft starts hitting, but Microsoft has to hit. That, that's the bottom line. Um, Trell Roberts drops a very generous $5 super chat and says, boom, you are the man. I enjoy how you and the panel tell the facts. Thank you very much. I, I, I Dude, when I tell you I work super hard on this, I do so much research, I do so much reading. If I get it wrong, I will tell you I got it wrong, and I'd be, I would be embarrassed. I don't like getting it wrong, but I will never ad- not admit that I got it wrong. Uh, so thank you for that. Jimbo Jangles, my good friend, all the way from Colorado, who uh, was very, very generous enough to give me an early Christmas gift. I put it out there on the socials. I don't know if you saw it. He made me a G.I. Joe uh, controller. Oh, my. I, it's 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 standing there. It's never going to get used. It's it's gorgeous. So thank you so much for that. He drops a very generous $10 super chat and says, hey, Boom and Crew, loving the show as always. Stoked for the Xbox show around the corner. 2023 is shaping up. To be a hell of a year for gamers. Think uh, think it can rival 2007? Yes, I freaking do. When it comes to great releases, I actually think it's going to surpass it. And real quick, before I forget, because uh, someone had reached out to me, Clute Zakin in the chat, who I know is watching. I don't know if he's actually in the chat, but I know he d- d- he DM'd me. It's his birthday. So shout out and happy birthday to Zoot Zakin. Uh, uh, Clute Zakin. Thank you. Happy birthday, brother. Thank you for being, uh, uh, you know, a supporter of the channel through your views. Uh, hopefully you are hitting that like button. Hopefully you will have an amazing birthday. We also have, wow. Yeah. Another one. I just saw it. Highlander 001 who never seems to disappoint. Thank you for the generosity. Incredible support. He drops a $10 super chat and says, I love boom. Thank you very much, brother. I appreciate that. He promotes good games, um, promotes Xbox without insulting other consoles. Uh, or their players ba- player base. Too bad we cannot say the same thing about Sony YouTube channels doing the same. Glad I'm a, I'm a member. Well, look, I'll say this. Um, I I know that uh, there are a lot of channels that uh, that you know used hate to garner unbelievable amount of subs. Uh, some people are in the 30s, 40s, 50,000, and they used hate mongering. Uh, as their as their uh, as their platform to you know to gain momentum. I, I'm doing it the mom and pop way, you know, the grassroots way, if you will. I'm just under 12k. Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. What you see here is what I was as a cop. Uh, everyone knows if you don't know, I was a police officer for New York City for 21 years. This is how I was in uniform, folks. What you see is what you get. There, there, there's no Batman and Bruce Wayne. It's, it's this is who I was, and that's why they called me officer friendly because everyone matters, right? And I don't think that you should use hate and negativity for your channel, but some people do, and that's fine. If that's how they, they want to do it, that's okay. It's, 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 you know, you got to live with it. Me, I, I appreciate the compliment, though. It's very kind of you. And uh, Percolator 9000 drops a very generous $5 super chat. Says, Hello, boom. Rest of the panel. Hey, Lou, where's my burger? You made me hungry, sir. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So fuzzy, let, let let let's get let's get to the uh, the the, the nitty gritty, if you will, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you 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 posted it, so let me let me give the credit where credit is due. And I did get something wrong. It's not forty four hundred. It's actually forty two hundred dollars uh, worth of games that we know. Uh, it was from Xbox underscore Sirius uh, underscore X and S on Twitter. Uh, I follow him. He follows me. He constantly puts out a ridiculous amount of um, uh, Xbox news. He has eleven thousand uh, followers. Um, and, uh, he only follows 2,657 people and I'm one of them. So I can, I count myself very lucky. Uh, let's talk about it, dude. Um, mm-hmm. value proposition is going to be a conversation that we're not just going to have in gaming in 2023. I really do think it's across the board in real life, because like I said, gaming is considered, uh, something that is not necessary. Now I know people will argue that point like, Oh, but I need gaming to live, but you really don't. And one of the first things that are cut off for families that are struggling is entertainment. That is that is always the first thing, because as disappointing as it would be to not be a part of the conversation and entertainment, it's something that if you have if you if you're choosing between paying the rent or putting food on the table, something is going to have to go. And if it's entertainment, usually that's the first thing. Next Xbox makes makes it so that for as low as $10, because again, remember, you don't have to have ultimate. You can have a $10 package and you're getting all your games in there. You mm-hmm. just can't play in the cloud and you can't play anywhere else. But for 15 bucks a month, they're offering this year alone 60 titles at $70 a pop comes to $4,200. Mm-hmm. And that's just what we know. That is ridiculous. Oh, Talk yeah. about it. Well, I think the, the big thing that we have to look at as far as there's still that that carrot looming in the background as far as the family plan, but even without the family plan being on the horizon type of deal, the fact that you have access to these games, much like when Blockbuster was still a thing and you could rent video games, and I, I know there's still um, Gamefly where you can still have the games mailed out, but nowadays with the amount of access that you have with these games that you could either download or play via the cloud and stuff like that. It just makes things so much easier and it gives you a chance to, you know, put the money that you would normally have put to a game that you may not have been completely in, enamored with when, once you got into the game, it allows you to put it into other things, whether it be other hardware or other things in life that are more important, like food or, or whatnot. So, uh, I, I think the big benefit, the value adder is that you're you're going to have access to entertainment. You're you're going to find or or possibly stumble across a new niche uh, uh, a game or category that you wouldn't have bothered to touch or wouldn't have, you know, probably spent the money on because you're like, well, I don't I don't know what this, you know, these souls games, I always hear that they're they're frustrating and hard. I don't want to bother with it. But if if you have something like was it Mortal Shell, I think just went in there just recently it went back in yes yes yeah. so you you have that opportunity to try those games and a lot of people find usually you know something that they were avoiding all this time because uh, they didn't think it was their bag they they you know wind up falling in love with the game or or getting hooked on that game and then that's where it leads to other games that they may have skipped all these years and and a lot of times at least a handful of those games will be in game pass in some way shape or form that you can either go through some of the back catalog stuff or when they have a new release coming out, maybe it's day and date, or maybe it's like six months afterwards, but you'll be able to access those games. So it, it, it allows people to, you know, budget things for this hobby in a way that, that 
you know, will benefit them in the long term. But for me, having two kids, um, you know, prior to them getting a little bit older and, and being a little bit more fixed on which games they definitely like, it was so frustrating sometimes to buy like, um, well, Super Hot was one of the games that they stuck with for a longer period of time. But there were so many other ones like Gang Beasts and things like that, where it's like you buy it two weeks later. Like, why aren't you guys playing it? Oh, it sucks. I don't I don't want to play it anymore. It's like, what? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like That's I just you. you know burned thirty dollars or forty dollars for you to enjoy a game for a couple of days. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah duly noted. But you know, with Game Pass, it's like, and and it's funny. I, I'm probably a, a bad gamer dad to some extent because I used to give them homework because I, I well, and what I mean by homework is I would find that they would just play the same Minecraft. It's like, wait, you're playing Minecraft and we have Game Pass, and it's like. Try some other games. It's like we already own Minecraft before we got Game Pass. Try. I, I want you to pick at least one game this weekend and try it. And it's like, you know, my one son would play like um, uh, Life is Strange or something like that. And it's like games that he wouldn't have bothered playing before. Now it's like these are actually pretty interesting. It's like uh, like a story narrative. It's like you're a character in a movie kind of thing. And and that wasn't something that he was really into. And yes, we have a PlayStation in the house and he would only play like the multiplayer aspect for like uncharted and stuff like that. But this, you know, life is strange appeal to him. And then there were other games like for my, my one son, Metro was like a big hit for him where before it was all about Minecraft, maybe, you know, parent supervised Grand Theft Auto, which I'll, that's a whole nother story, but we'll get into that later. Um, this is like, while they're, they're like 13, 14 and stuff, but um yeah, for the most part, Metro for him was more appealing. Like he has uh, interest in history and in Russian culture and and things along those lines. So a game like that was like, oh wow, this this is pretty cool. It's 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 different than your typical Call of Duty, and it's it's got more of a story to it, and there's more you know intricacies as far as you know your path and exploring and things like that. So th there's just a whole host of things that they've been able to discover that. They probably wouldn't have bothered touching if, uh, you know, it's like we didn't have Game Pass or if Game Pass didn't exist. It's like they 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 would probably have their, you know, two games a year each where it's like birthday and Christmas type of thing. And, yeah, that that's probably fine for the most part. But now they, they've had so much more exposure to, you know, a whole host of games that now I, I, I feel that they they know more about themselves as far as what appeals to them and and what they, you know, one of them definitely wants to go into uh, being a game dev or a programmer later on in life. And, and this is a good way, like things like this, you know, usually in a young enough child, this will spark their, you know, that, that glimmer in their eye of what they may want to do in the future, or just, you know, puts them on a path of things that, you know, all right, I know I can, you know, go to gaming for, you know, entertainment or enjoyment and, and things like that. And, and, you know, it's just, it's just great to see, that this, uh, you know, Game Pass is what it is today. And, you know, family plan, fingers crossed, hopefully right around the corner. <laughs> hopefully it's at that show. I, yeah. I think if, you, if you're if you going to have the world watching, uh, then that's the way to the way to go for sure. Yeah. Uh, Crazy Lou, we didn't get your opinion on this, brother. Let's, let, let's talk about it. Uh, value proposition uh, is going to be a dominant conversation. Um, I love the fact that uh, we have Xbox fans getting out there and saying, hey, listen, this is what's on the table from what we know. When you when you say $4,200 worth of games in a service that costs you maximum $15 a month, 
hard to argue that value proposition is being offered by only one of the big three. Now, granted, I leave PC off the table, Lou, because at any given moment, there's these flash sales, and you can you get 100 games for the 30 cents, right? It happens all the time. But for consoles, specifically like Nintendo, Nintendo don't put their games on sale very rarely. And if it is, it might be $10, right? Sony, well, yeah, I mean, you buy them physically. Like, I'm still waiting for Last of Us 2 Remake. Like, I really want to buy that because I love the original, but I'm, I'm not spending more than 30 bucks on that game. Um, I'm just, I'm just not, I'm sorry. Uh, so when I can get it used for 30 bucks or new for 30 bucks, I will buy it and I will play it. Um, Microsoft is doing something that no one else is doing that in itself is worthy of a conversation. But when you hear 2023 and we know, cause we're our, our ears are to the floor. We do these shows, but their lineup is stacked. What are your thoughts on the, uh, the 4,200, 40, I'm sorry, I, I misspoke again. The $4,200 worth of games coming into the service of only what we know. Man, that is insane. On when, when you when you sit down and you say, hey, let, let me sum up all the numbers. And man, $70 per game, that's $4,500 worth of games. That is insane how much money you're saving. And just, you know, you got, you got such a great value with the Game Pass. You got all these games to sit down and play. And like how Mr. Webday was saying, you know, pick this one up if you like it or not. Just just let it go. Try to pick another one. It's like back in the day how we used to go to the movie store. We're like, hey, you know, we like this game. Let's take it home. We sit down. We play it for, for a cheap price, like renting it. It was renting it, yeah, for a cheap price. Played the game. And if we liked it later on um, along the way, we went to the store and we actually bought it for ourselves if we actually did like the game. So Game Pass offers you all that good stuff. And yeah, man, it's always great to save money. I mean, I don't know why people say that spending more is best than spending less, you know? That's the argument that people say. <laughs> I'm like, why are you guys saying that? I mean, I'm looking for ways to save up money, especially me now, you know? Right now, I'm married. I got to pay loans. I got to pay this. I mean, the other day, I went to the supermarket and food is expensive. And yeah, Game Pass gives me that privilege like, to save up money because, again, 45 Five hundred dollars with the gains I'm saving—that is insane. That is insane, and that is a good amount of money to save. And like I always say, this is my quote on Game Pass and the shoe: Xbox Game Pass, where you pay less to get more. And that's the truth. Oh, I mean, it, it makes sense. Like I said, at the end of the day, um, we all want to be a part of the gaming conversation, right? Like we all, we all, we all, we don't want to suffer FOMO when it comes to gaming. Uh, and I, I'm not sure who said it before, but it's something that worked to good succession for me uh, as, a, as a retired guy. Right. Like I said, I, I, I have a great pension. I have no complaints, but there are limitations to the pension. Right. Because I don't work. This is my job. I, I, I do YouTube five days a week. That's what I do. Um, and it's, it, you know, it's, it's hit or miss on how much you're going to make. And obviously it's not done for money, folks, but it is a business. And I do put a lot of, I do sink a lot of money back into this business. Mrs. Boom and I last year gave away $3,500 worth of games. Uh, I mean, uh, of gift cards, something that we've never done before. It's the most we've ever given away. And this year we have already said that our biggest, uh, uh, our biggest, you know, one, one of the bigger giveaways this year is we're giving away 15 copies of Stalker 2. Not, not, we're not giving you gift cards. We're, we're actually buying the game and sending to you via Xbox Live or wherever we can get the codes from legitimately so that the families of that dev team 
make sure they get the money. That the most important thing for us is to try and pay it forward. That's what we're doing. We're giving away 15 copies. Um, not easy to do on a retired salary, folks. You know, we need help. And we get that help through Super Chats. We get that through channel memberships. And then we turn that monies into the channel through new equipment, through what new ways I'm, I'm uh, new programs I'm using to do new thumbnails, new artwork. You know, artwork isn't for free. I pay an artist to do these intros. You know, it gets expensive because you want the best of the best of the best, right? So obviously when you say value proposition and you say, uh, well, this year I'll be able to buy, you know, Spider-Man 2 or I'll be able to buy a Dead Space Collector's Edition or I'll be able to buy another third-party game that's not coming on the Game Pass. It is because I have Game Pass to alleviate uh, some of the some of the the, the, the heaviness of, of how expensive gaming could be. Gaming's, you know, listen, folks, here in, in New Rochelle, New York, you go to the local GameStop and you buy a game, it's $76.43 after tax. Think about that for a hot second. Now, is it worth it? Sure, but it's still almost $80. And Game Pass allows for us to, uh, allows for me to buy games that are not in, the, not in the service because I can play all the other games that are there. But listen, we, like I said, folks, we are going to go a little longer today because, well, we had breaking news, and, and fortunately for us, we still got to talk about Redfall. So let's talk about Redfall. Now, I said this in the DM to folks. Arcane Studios, well, they don't really miss, right? Like, again, I said it on the show. Um, their last game wasn't for me. Right, Deathloop was just not for me. I didn't get it. I played it. I bought it on PlayStation Five, and I played it on Xbox, and it just—I just didn't get it. Now, is that—is that a me thing potentially? But I just didn't get it, and that's fine. Um, Dishonored One, loved it so much. I played through it twice. Loved it. Dishonored Two, it didn't hit with me. Right, I I didn't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed Dishonored One. Prey is a game that a lot of people really liked. You talked to you talked to Jez Corden, and it was one of his favorite games of the year when that came out. I played through maybe thirty three percent of it. I didn't finish it. It was okay. I I enjoyed it. So Redfall is coming out from the same team. Or from Arcane Studios. It's actually Arcane. I believe it's Arcane Houston uh, that's that's working on it. And for me personally, folks, in the last couple of days, we've gotten some megaton information. And this game went from oh, it's a it's an Arcane Studio game to holy shit, this might be a game of the year contender. And we we have learned, and I just found this out um, that ID Software. The makers of Doom Eternal are helping the team over at Arcane regarding the shooting mechanics. Okay, now we're talking AAA, right? Like, like what was say what you want about? Well, I don't know if the vampire thing is for me. If you're working, see, this is what I love about what's happening at Microsoft is that we've seen this numerous times with Sony, right? Numerous times, teams, prominent team members. From some of their big studios came over to help X team and the game came out to both critical and commercial success. I love to see this. Uh, I got this uh, PTK uh, blam on, uh, on, um, on, uh, on Twitter uh, p- posted this 
uh, two hours ago, as a matter of fact, and he said, I was already sold on Redfall, but but also hearing all of new info on top of them getting help from ID Software for the gunplay is just the icing on the damn cake. So I do want to bring up some of the tweets from Clobriel. Uh, he's not a friend of this program yet. Clobriel, if you're listening, brother, give me a follow. Come on, make, 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 make my 2023. Well, he is what I would like to consider an Xbox insider. And he says nay, but I disagree. I think the guy constantly gets the hot press information and he put out a salvo of tweets this weekend. Um, and uh, the first one is new Redfall info. He goes, goes on to say Redfall offers an unfathomably large open world space uh, that is uh, comparable to praise uh, Talos one. Home base where you can talk to NPCs, get side quests uh, is available. Story-driven missions and free-roaming gunplay crucial to the development of the game. Hired FPS specialists at ID Software have confirmed to have been helping on the game. And he goes on to quote a, uh, 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 one of the team members from Redfall, where they go on to say, we want you creeping through a, a cornfield at night in the fog hearing vampires whispering in the dark maybe you'll spot a farm maybe you'll spot a farmhouse in the distance only to find that it's full of cultists and a few trap survivors you can then save that's the kind of vibe redfall has now folks i'm going to tell you this i'm getting goosebumps live on the air and if this ain't giving you goosebumps check your pulse cuz you're probably a vampire uh he goes on to say two distinct districts a sprawling urban area, rule-designed area. Many of these aspects of Redfall aren't predefined activities, but part of a simulated space. There's also a day-night changes that happen in real time that make the game feel radically different. He goes on to continue to say, dynamic dialogue systems of players talking with each other are apparent. And he finally closes out another incredible Gorgeous screenshot. If Redfall comes together at the quality level we think it will, then it will be a different beast. It's really tremendous. It does a lot of cool stuff. End quote. I mean, what else do you need to say? ID Software is helping with the shooting mechanics. The more we see of this game, it looks even more gorgeous. I have a strong suspicion that... Both Starfield and Redfall are going to be fighting for Game of the Year nods. And this might be the first year, folks, that when we get to December of 2023, Microsoft finally has a game in that last category for Game of the Year. But I think they're going to have two. Let's talk about it. Uh, let's start with Fuzzy. Fuzzy, mm -hmm. this is a, a, ble a bevy of information Again, from one some some people that maybe you don't know who Clobriel is. I know who he is. Mm -hmm. uh, I trust his word. This is a lot of information. Let's talk about how excited you are or not are mm -hmm. for Redfall. Well, I, I was already excited earlier on when they when we first saw a lot of the early alpha footage. As far as the fact that it was a a um, looter shooter much like what you have in uh, the background playing division two i'm i'm, I'm a, a big fan of looter shooters and 
the fact that there was that kind of talk about it being a looter shooter where you had different levels or different quality uh, levels of, of weapons and things like that. I, I was already sold on the game. I mean, as many hours as I put into the division as well as destiny, although I lean more towards division um, that, that, you know, hooked me right there. But the, the latest information, like there's that, the part where they're talking about going through the cornfield, through the mist and the fog. And, you know, you hear the whispers of the vampires in the distance and, and you could, you know, there's some occultists in, in a barn where there might be some survivors being held prisoner and stuff like that. All of those, like, I won't say necessarily random, but those spontaneous events where you may have originally just had a plan to, to go after this one boss vampire or at this end of the map, but along the way, something else pops up that draws you away. That's the stuff I love. And, and the fact that they have skill trees and different talents and you could still have like with the co well the, the game being built as a single player first but having co-op as an added feature or add uh added or integrated thing and you could still each have the same exact character but have totally different builds i i like that that level of customization or that that level of freedom that you have where you might like a particular character's look, but they're known for, you know, crowd control as opposed to a sniper. But you make that build a sniper build and you're you're the one that's always on the tower. You're the one that's off in the distance picking off, you know, the coldest or, or the vampires and stuff. The, 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 the level of freedom you have to choose your build or your path in this game and, and the fact that it's not this huge open world, it's it's more that it's 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 an open world and it's, it's going to be dense because of like in, in like the urban area, you're going to have different floors of the building, whether it be the basement attics or, or different floors of an apartment building and so forth, or, you know, different levels in a barn, or there might be like a, a, a bomb shelter or something like that, that you may have to uh, go to. And just, just all of the things that they're going to integrate from what arcane games have done in the past really well, as far as their environment, I think this is going to be their, their big standout, but I'm, I'm still kind of surprised that a lot of people were thinking this was like, kind of like a back for blood or left for dead clone oh, when they had made mention close. of that whole looter shooter stuff early on. Like I, I, I get it. The co-op, the four players. Yeah. I, I see the similarities on that aspect, but when you see or hear looter shooter and the fact that they have id software, that's going to help them with the gun mechanics and they have, you know, a lot of these different, um, you know, talents and perks where you might be able to level up your perk and we go into a co-op session and your perk allows for better, uh, you know, camouflage or, or silence as far as sneaking around and stuff. And you've leveled it up so much that now it, it spreads to the entire crew while we're on, on this mission. Those types of things I, I love in games because it, it, it just, it, it makes it different each time where it at least allows you to have different experiences based on, all right, I did co-op with boom and, and a few other people. And, and we, we were able to, you know, completely go silent and pick them off. Like we were assassins. And then we might be teamed up with Dave next time. And he has it all set up where his, um, you know, perk allows us to have more ammo. So we went in there guns blazing and took them out that way. So it, it just, all of that stuff appeals to me. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I, Yes, I'm excited for Forza. That that's my that's my heart. But 
this is definitely one that's got my attention and even Starfield because of me being a sci-fi nut. But when, when it comes to the stuff for Redfall, I, I can't wait to get my hands on it. Just, just to try out different builds. Cause that's what I love to do in the division. Just go with these crazy builds where it's like, Oh, I got a poison build that sets people on fire and it spreads to the, uh, the other, you know, NPCs and things like that. So yeah, I'm, I'm so looking forward to this and this extra info from Clove Reel and, I guess they did the interview with uh, what was it, GameSpot or something like that. that. Just I want more of this stuff, but I, I just want the game in hand. That that's that's probably the biggest thing. <laughs> yeah, no, no, yeah, yeah. Listen, I, we all want the game in hand, and uh, we know that it's been delayed until May. I mean, mm-hmm. and, and the word delayed, we we didn't really have a quote unquote release date for it. It was the first half of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. It's coming out in month five, apparently, and, and, and I think the reason why it is is because it's making room getting out of the way of Starfield. I, mm-hmm. I think the, the 323-23 date is for real. Yeah. I think that is going to happen. Uh, I cannot wait. Uh, it, what a way to start off the year, if true. Uh, but, Web Dave, let's get your opinion on this, brother. Um, big information from the from the likes of Clobrium. Oh, yeah. Not only suggest that Redfall is going to be good, it sounds it's like, like it's going to be really good because there is some talk about it being something similar to having a gameplay loop like Far Cry. And Far Cry is one of my favorite series. I've beaten all of them except the last one, which I'm still playing through. Uh, if you can give me uh, a, a, that, that kind of uh, a new IP from Arcane, uh, and you have a four-player co-op, but like, like Fuzzy said, they strategically built this game for single player, but give you the option to play multiplayer. I, 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 I'm in love already. What, what are your thoughts? Where does your excitement levels go to are they are they like myself at 11 yeah well after hearing fuzzy's enthusiasm and description of the game again but through his eyes <laughs> holy crap dude i am so fired up fuzzy you the man i'm i'm even more fired up for this game than ever before and i mean that and i'm telling you right now boom crazy Fuzzy, myself. Oh, we're definitely getting it down. We full are going to have to have a what, what we call a a play date yeah. <laughs> when this game is released, <laughs> and boom, you're going to have to record it, and then you'll have to play it back here, where you can watch me die constantly on your channel. It'd be great, but uh, but that would that would be awesome. But uh, but yeah, dude, we mm, yes, let's go. I'm ready. Okay, let's get the show over. Let's get the game out. I'm ready. What uh, what, what month do I need to advance the world to? Because yeah. I'm ready. Hey, uh, and right at that now, point, man. you've been playing Starfield and lost your life to that. You see, this is see the excitement. We're, we're, we're just gamers, right? We're podcasters, we're content creators. Yeah, that's that's all great, but we're gamers. Mm, you you yep. see the excitement the, the, that we're having, the fun we're having. This is what's been missing from Xbox. This is what, especially when it comes to first party. Again, I'm not taking away from what they do in Game Pass. What they deliver is ridiculous. Come on, I'm not going to argue that point, but there has not been an excitement level of this magnitude for quite some time. Um, and that is what Xbox needs to get back to. That that fever's pitch that you saw in the Xbox 360 days is something that is coming. And I cannot wait to be a part of the conversation now that I'm a, the actual streamer and I get a chance to be in, the, be in, a, in, in a room with 500 plus people checking out one of the shows and seeing, you know, what what Crazy Lou says on, on the Xbox International podcast, what Fuzzy says about Forza on his channel, what Dave does and talks about during an interview on his channel. Uh, clo- close us out, Crazy Lou Gaming. Let, let, let's talk about your excitement for Red Bull. This is 
this is one of the big ones. Um, and it's doing something that's incredibly important. It's giving us, like people like myself, who love the single-player experience, but also allowing for multiplayer to be part of the conversation. It's what Microsoft does best, right? They're, they're known as the multiplayer box, right? We want them to be known as uh, a, a single-player machine as well. This is going to deliver that. What are your thoughts on on what not only Fuzzy and, and, and what Dave had to say, but what Clobriel had to say, giving us the deets, if you will, about Redfall? Matt, I sat down and I read the article, too. I was like, wow, this is amazing. I mean, it's going to be a big open world. That has me super excited because I just love big open world games. Also, you got a bunch of – you got a places you got to save that have been caught off, which will open up to be new safe, safe houses. So it's pretty cool. And neighbors will be asking you for favors, like, for example, get, get me something, get me this, you know, to open to new, to new accessories, new stuff. And not only that, this is what I found super interesting. Weapons, half, flare guns, stakes, UV beams, and even stake launchers. I mean, really, stake launchers? I'm going to be making my own stake launcher from broken pokus, um, fireplace pokers. That is insane. I mean, literally, I'm going to be like Van Helsing making my weapons and fighting vampires or using my UV lights like, like Blade, you know? Hmm, they should be adding that blade sword in there just in case, you know, just for us to be, you know, go slicing and dicing vampires. And also, I have one thing I want to ask um, the developers from Arcane. They got to put this in the game. They got to put the song Cry Little Sisters in there so we can feel like the last Oh, my boys. God. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of my wife's favorite soundtracks, dude. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. When I, when I read this, I feel like I'm playing uh, uh, Lost Boys on steroids. That's what I feel like I'm going to be playing this game, Redfall. Literally, it feels like the Lost Boys. A group of kids, you know, grabbing weapons and fighting vampires, man. It's going to be insane. I cannot wait to play it. Really, I, we're going to have fun with this game this year. Really, we will. Yeah, I mean, look, uh, I, 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 you know, it's funny. You, you mentioned Blade. Uh, yeah. Wouldn't it, again, I know I know this is this is a long shot, folks. Um but the, the MCU, right? We, we know that they're currently working to reboot Blade. Um, uh, we, we know the star Academy Award winner, uh, Mahashala Ali, is going to be uh, uh, reprising, and not reprising, taking on the role of, of Blade. Would it not be freaking awesome if they did some sort of Blade and Redfall crossover mm. to coincide with the film? Like that's that's genius, crazy Lou, absolute genius, and and hopefully it happens. So it's not a missed opportunity because my God, that would be pretty damn cool. Uh, real quick, uh, Drawn TJ drops a very generous additional five dollar super chat and says Xbox needs a medium sized show similar to Forza Monthly, but call it Xbox Monthly that it gives updates on games coming soon. What do you got? Do you guys agree? I, I think I they'll have something along those lines. Like, yeah. I, it, it's it's tough to say, but I, I think they're going to take bits from each thing that they've succeeded at. Like, they're going to take a little bit from what they've learned for the E3 shows, where it's like a day of uh, trailers, and then the other day is the follow-up with the developers. They're probably going to do, like like what the um, one person was saying, as far as, like, the Forza Monthly, that would be pretty cool as well. And then I think they're going to take a little bit of the Nintendo direct slash, yep. you know, state of play and mix. And they'll probably go through a couple of shows where we're like, oh, this part was like the low point of the show. But 
I, I think by the time E3 comes around, they'll have it all figured out. But I, I could see them trying a few things depending on the game. Like, I, I think the Forza Monthly is where we get even more details or a deeper dive on, you know, Forza coming out besides the show that's later this month type of thing. So, yeah, no, crossed. I absolutely agree. I, I think that's smart. I, I, I kind of like the smaller aspect shows. You know, give us 20 minutes, give us 25 minutes, hit us hard, boom, 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 you know, specifically focus on a game. You know, maybe do one more. This is where the one more thing can come back in you know, on the back end. Show mm-hmm. us a trailer for something that we didn't know was coming. Uh, get that hype moment. This particular show, though, needs to show. It's the, it's the opening show of the year. It's, it's got to be big. It has to be big. It has to be tremendous. It has to be momentum building. Um, and I think it's gonna they're going to deliver on it. But, ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for this week's new episode of the xbox lunch break special let's get to the outros and we'll start first with crazy lou gaming thanks so much for being here brother uh love the insight tell everyone about the xbox international podcast and where they can subscribe and check that out and where can people find you on social media man this wednesday we are finally back xbox international podcast at 7 p.m with me sour blow mr big plume Man, we're talking a whole bunch of things in Silent Side for also, and also hanging out with you guys like always here in the a Monday more on Monday. Wait, it's not morning, it's Mondays at noon with you, Mr. Boomstick, Fuzzy Bovadier, Mr. Web, Dave. Awesome, awesome stuff. And last but not least, you can find me at Twitter at the Crazy Louis Gaming, where I do all sorts of crazy stuff and say good morning to everybody. Thank you, brother. Definitely appreciate that. Real quick, we have uh, Tom from Tanami. Just a very generous $5 super chat and says, I need a Redfall Renfield crossover with Nicolas Cage as the final vampire boss. That would be kind of dope. That trailer looked really good. And (laughs) I love Nick Cage. He he plays a crazy vampire and it's the perfect role for him. He's just, he's a great actor. I know he's gotten some slack over the years, but I got to admit the last couple of things that he's done, even the small indie stuff has been uh, really good. There was a movie he did about three years ago called Joe. Uh, you should definitely see it. It's an indie film. It was done with a shoestring budget, and he was amazing, absolutely amazing in that film. Um, but uh, Web Dave, sell your brand, brother. Talk about the interview of interviews, and what a way to kick off 2023 with Lord Cockneedle, the ninja from the Iron Lords podcast as being your first guest of the year. Talk about that. Talk about where they can subscribe to your channel and where can people reach out to you on social media? First, I got to say, I agree. Nicholas Cage is awesome. I believe he won an Academy Award for leaving Las Vegas. So yes, yes. He has won an Academy Award. That's that's true. (laughs) So amazing actor. Um, Yes. Lord Cognito interview is up now. It is, it is, it is dope, man. It is really, really good. I mean, all my interviews that I have from all these great people in the community uh, I cherish and you know from crazy Lou fuzzy Belvedere Mr. Boomstick they're all very fascinating people and you definitely want to want to watch those and get involved in more but the new one that, that came up is uh, is a really good one as well and uh, he is uh, he's quite interesting fellow and uh, and uh, his channel and his brand are growing and you definitely want to check that out um, you can find me uh, outbreak gamers at outbreak gamers on uh, on here on YouTube uh, thanks to everybody for coming out today and uh, joining us. Um, my gosh, it's um, it's so good to be here. It's so good to be a gamer. Can hardly wait to watch Boom's show tomorrow with uh, with uh, hopefully the highlights and the and the insight and the and the speculation town that's going to be coming. 
over the show. Speculation boom. town. For oh, me, yes. it's always cold and 32 degrees, but snowy. For, for Hong Soul <laughs> and others, <laughs> it's 70 and, and, and warm. I, I don't like the warm weather. I like the cold weather. So, yeah, give give <laughs> me uh, the snuggling weather, the hot chocolate weather, and that's my kind of speculation town. But, Dave, it's, it's great to see your success, brother. Well-deserved, certainly well-earned. Uh, and uh, last and in no way least, the best place to get anything and everything racing related is, of course, Fuzzy Belvedere. Brother, talk about your incredible YouTube channel. Talk about where they can find you on other shows. And more importantly, where can people reach out to you on social media? Oh, it, it was thank you so much for having me on today. And it was awesome being on here with you guys and. Man, the, the the excitement is building, and I I can't wait until this show end end part of this month. But uh, man, oh man, for anybody that wants to hear my my rambles on anything gaming related, just follow me on social media at fuzzy underscore Belvedere. Um, you can also check out my YouTube channel. I will be doing uh, more videos that are relating or coming up to Forza. Uh, a few things I would like to see happen in Forza that's a little bit different. Some of them borrowed from GT7. Some of them just, you know, from other racing games, from racing sims on PC and stuff like that. But uh, those should be coming later on this week. But, um, man, just awesome being here with you guys. Thank you, everyone, that came out and checked us out today. And, yeah, look forward to being on here for Breakfast with Boom with you guys on Friday morning yeah. and then right back here next week on uh, uh, Xbox Lunch Break Special at 12 noon. So look forward to seeing you guys here. Thank you so much. Yeah, this is going to be a big week for uh, Double Barrel Gaming. Folks, we are closing in on 12K. We are 400 away, give or take, a little over 400 away. If you're finding the channel for the first time, I please ask that you consider subscribing. I, I Trust me when I tell you, I will get on my high horse here and say you will not be disappointed. Uh, the work does go into the back end of this. I do not read from my phone. I do show notes. I, I read. I, I send a, everyone that's on the on the panel is well-versed in what we're talking about. Occasionally, we do shoot from the hip, but not mostly. We don't unless we get breaking news like we did today, and we will cover all of that. And, of course, I want to thank all the Super Chats that come in. Those are vital. I mean, like, unbelievably vital to the success of the channel. Uh, we use those Super Chats to power the show in regards to equipment. Uh, last year, uh, my mic went and so did my lighting. Uh, I bought a new camera. Uh, you know, I spent a significant amount of money per uh, year on programs to allow for the, the th new, like for instance, just starting to notice uh, movie-like uh, quality in the thumbnails. I actually had someone reach out to me and said that the vampire one freaked them out because they didn't know that there was actually movement in thumbnails. It's the I buy these programs to try and advance the channel. I'm sorry I don't have an amazing background of all my stuff because all my toys are in front of me, and it would be a great set piece, but I'm still in a small apartment. Once Mrs. Boom and I, at some point, get a bigger place, and you know, we, you know, we're, we're putting the monies away for, for our own place uh, to be owners instead of renters, uh, I will have a studio, and uh, you'll be able to see all my G.I. Joes and all my other stuff that I have going on. Uh, but if you enjoy the content and you enjoy the banter, please consider subscribing. Once again, thank you for all of the Super Chats that have come in. And, of course, I'm going to close out the show, folks, with something that's important to me. Hopefully one day I'll be important to you. And that's something that my dad taught us when we were kids. And he would say, Craig, treat others how you want to be treated. And also it doesn't cost anything to be nice. You live by those rules, son. I can guarantee you you're going to have an awesome day. So take care of everyone. And we'll see you next week on the newest episode of the Xbox Lunch Break Special.